0: are listening to Rogue Table Talks. Here's Mike. Here we are back again Rogue Table Talks number 111. One, one, 111. All right, in Spanish is una uno uno. uno.
1: <laughs> I think that's true. No way. <laughs> no, I don't think it
0: is. <laughs> That's offensive. I'm going to get canceled. If we had any, you know, any real listenership, I probably would be canceled by right now for saying such things.
1: <laughs> and by real Slandering listenership, you mean Spanish speakers.
0: More than what wow, how many how many? Listeners? Slandering Spanish-you hundred. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing we don't have uh a lot of people out there passing our podcast around to be. In a way, it would, you know, it would be a step forward if we had It would be
1: a step forward if someone tried to
0: cancel us someone started to cancel us because that would mean <clears throat> uh, a lot of people. Uh, so, <laughs> or we that's said our business something plan. really stupid. That's our, <laughs> that's our business. That's our business plan. Yeah. That's our uh, growth plan. Uh, yeah. 111. Uh, uh, speaking of cancellation, uh, the, our theme is redemption, redemption and stories. We live in a very non-redemptive hmm. culture, which I'm sure we'll get to in a moment. Um,
1: okay. Almost anti redemption.
0: Anti redemption. Redemption bad, cancel good. Mm -hmm. Judgment Uh, and and
1: payment.
0: Yes. Vengeance. Like this. Right. These are the Yes. Yeah. Get him. That's what we're talking about. Get him. (laughs) Show him how good you are by crushing him.
1: (laughs) Which is ironic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, That's what we do. That's how we prove our goodness, by crushing (laughs) other people, by crushing the imperfect people. Uh, Well done. Well done. Yes. Yes. Uh, All right. Redemption. Here we are. Uh, We're in, we're talking about um, stories, stories in the big story, stories in our story, redemption stories. Uh, And so kind of, I want to start with what's redemption? What What is redemption and how is it? different from just straight innocence Hmm. thoughts
1: how is redemption different from innocence Mm -hmm. say more say more about the question
0: well um, okay so putting it in a biblical uh, question how are we different from the angels when it comes to redemption and innocence Uh, and why is that important the good angels yeah well okay even the bad ones That's, i guess that they, they can come into the conversation as well you know where i'm going with that what do you think
1: I, I i don't i'm like this is a really big question i'm like you're intrigued oh. i'm Hopefully like our what, listeners what are you are intrigued. what are you trying to yeah. say like
0: all right okay so let me read a passage and uh tell you what i think and then kay. uh it's peter first peter 1, peter 1 talking about our our salvation and how it has fit into redemptive history. Uh, He says, concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you, and the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Things into which angels long to look. So he's talking about uh, the predicted Messiah, the predicted coming of our Redeemer, the one who is to redeem us, trying to understand from the Old Testament perspective you know, this sense that the prophets were prophets, but they did not have perfect knowledge. They had the words God gave them, but they, you know, they wondered with everyone else, you know, when the Christ would come. Mm-hmm. The the prophecies predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. And all of that was about us, Peter writes. The ones yeah. that are the the ones who are being redeemed. And angels... Long to look into such things, uh, yeah. and there's this—you uh, know—there's this real sense in which we're in a different situation than the angels,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who don't need redemption. Uh, They—they were innocent. Uh, they're angels. They have not. Uh, they are not in need uh, of redemption we on the other hand are not like the angels we've been redeemed we have fallen i mean the angels that fell are demons now and Mm -hmm. in god's providence and plan there appears to be no road for their redemption Mm -hmm. however redemption is offered to us in christ so that's one way in which we're different from the angels and one way in which redemption and innocence are different Redemption, in a sense, requires it starts from a place where we're not innocent. Because if we were innocent, we would need not need redemption, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. A, a necessary <clears throat> uh, part of redemption is that you're not innocent. So you know, it's interesting because my mind is still. On a side note, we should do something on angels. We did, yeah. We should. That's yeah. uh, that's uh, very intriguing. Like,
0: what what are they? What do they do? What's the deal with angels? What's the deal By with By Mike angels? and Chad. <laughs> yes. What's the deal with angels? It sounds um, like a com- the beginning of a Christian comedy routine. <laughs> What's up with these angels?
1: <laughs> or like a really bad Hallmark movie.
0: <laughs> yes. The um, title of a really bad Hallmark movie, What's the deal with angels? Maybe
1: they're all bad, but this one would be really bad. Um, yeah, so, mm. you know, I'm just trying to wrap my mind around it like, uh, similarities between humanity and angels were all created beings. Right. So the, the angels were created and were created and therefore, you know, no one is shares the creator role with God and everything that exists outside of him is part of a created being. And yet, when we talk about creation, we don't always consider them a part of it, maybe because they're... Not material. They're not necessarily physical, and yet they can take physical form.
0: Mm. So
1: we're, we're dealing with a whole other realm there. Mm. But That's a but, whole
0: other podcast. But, right. but
1: like you said, you know, they, uh, angels, so angels and demons, the difference of fallen angels or demons, and there is no chance for redemption as far as we understand. As
0: far as we know, scriptures
1: And angels, uh, which if we, if we kind of hold to the, theory that there are that a third of the angels fell and became demons and two so there's two- thirds more uh righteous angels than fallen angels, mm-hmm. angels that mm-hmm. are demons uh, but they don't need redemption because right. they didn't fall they didn't choose right. to rebel and they're a part of God's perfect uh, which is interesting the fall didn't touch them. In no way, yeah. shape, or form. No sin. Right. So they don't need redemption.
0: Right. Yeah, and this you know, this passage, which is a it's a you know, we don't really know exactly what Peter's saying other than desist the sense that angels they long to look into these things. Like it's it's our story of redemption is of great interest to the angels. Which is an interesting thing. Also there's a lot there too about I mean, God doesn't owe us redemption. He chose to redeem us. He did mm-hmm. not choose to redeem the fallen angels Right in his providence. That choice is not explained, as far as I know, anywhere in Scripture. It's, you know, God made that choice. So he chose, chooses to offer redemption to us, and he does that through this plan of redemption that kicks off right after the fall in Genesis 3, and, you know, that his son would come and you know, prophets and God's people would be formed and promises and worship and sacrifices, and then the Messiah, his son, would come. This grand, sweeping, epic plan of redemption, and we're still in this redemptive phase that will be completed in the future. Um, We're in this story of redemption, and it's different from, we're in a different place from not needing redemption. Uh, It's different to be redeemed than to be always innocent. Uh, and I think it's it different in interesting ways. I think. Uh, and I, I, I kind of want to get into some of the interesting ways in which it's different. Um, you know, that, you know, one of the things we're saying is we're, well, let me just, let me, let me talk about kind of the most obvious, you know, analogous story uh, book made into a movie. You know, The Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe. Edmund is one of the four children in the story and he betray you know he betrays he falls under the thrall of the white witch he betrays his siblings he lies to them you know he tries to get on the side of the witch he's you know he's enchanted by and as a result of his betrayal Aslan must die to purchase his redemption for him and for all of Narnia And after that, Edmund is in a different position than if he had never betrayed his siblings. And in some ways, he's in a better position. Uh, He understands who he is better. um, That he has betrayal in him was always true. And now he knows it. If he remembers his redemption, he knows it for a certainty. He has a humility and a grace for other people because he knows he really messed up and needed redemption. And so in some ways, to remember that we're redeemed and not innocent is key to our identity, to our story, to how we live out our story, to being people of grace, to offering grace to other people. Um, Other people need redemption, but no more than I needed it or need it. Uh, and so it's, I'm in a different position. I'm not like an angel. I can't speak, you know, I can't just, you know, proclaim God's truth and goodness from on high. I'm down here with everyone else who needed redemption and has been redeemed. And, you know, ground is level at the foot of the cross, they say, but the ground is level, should be all throughout the church because we're all in the same essential position. Uh, And sometimes we need a story or two To sort of get us to realize that And I think that's why one of the reasons Jesus told stories of redemptions And he told parables of redemption uh, A lot Is because it's The younger son Is in a different Position A better position When he returns Than before he left and betrayed his father In a weird sort of way Like it's bad that he betrayed his Go ahead
1: well, he wasn't innocent prior to that.
0: Right. He was never innocent.
1: He was never innocent right. prior to that. <clears throat> and Edmund was never innocent prior to that. It's just that he acted on what his nature was. And the younger son acted on what his nature was, and it revealed itself. And then he was in need of redemption and receiving it did redemption. damage. Yeah, yeah. Puts you in a better position than not receiving redemption because you don't know you need it.
0: Yeah, and so I think that's an important thing for us to grapple with when it comes to redemption. That we are the redeemed. That that our our slates are clean and we are counted as innocent It's not the same thing that is that we've always been innocent. And well there's you know Yeah. Go ahead. No, I just think it's it's not the same thing. It's it's in a way it's a better thing. And I'm not saying, you know, let us do good or let us do evil that good may come. I'm just no, I'm just pointing out it's essential to our story to realize that God takes our fallenness and does something good with it.
1: Well, and I think it's important to say it, um, there's there's several ways to think about it. Two of the ways to think about it are positionally, people who are profess faith in Christ, are in Christ and positionally, uh, we've been declared not guilty. We've been declared innocent. Um, those things are true, and yet practically uh, we're not innocent. You know, right. we're, it's a, there's going to be another betrayal or another. I wish you were dead. Give me all my money, and I spent it right. on things that didn't satisfy. There's, there's always this somewhere, and I think it partially depends on well, what do you? What story do you need to hear? Or what side of that story do you need to hear? Partially depends on what kind of person you are. If you're a person who's ridden with shame and ridden with guilt and you have a very low self-worth and you think you're just trash, then you probably need to start focusing a little more on, positionally, I'm I'm clean and free and loved and, mm-hmm. and I don't have to perform to get any of this stuff. But if you're the kind of person who, you know, tends to minimize your own faults and think that you're better than others and, Look down on other people, or you, you 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 use your morality to as you we talked about joked about earlier. Like I'm I'm the good guy because I crushed somebody. Well, mm-hmm. then you probably need to focus and be more aware of. Uh, practically, I'm not innocent. This is this is probably where you, you need to think that through.
0: Yeah, I think there's a sense in which maybe to say it in a different way, which is not a, maybe exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know if that's exactly accurate, but redemption offends us in some ways. And depending on who we are, it offends us in different ways. In mm-hmm. some ways, some people are almost offended by their own redemption, like that seems like I'm horrible. How could that have happened? Yeah, and that's then some a good people point. seem right. Some people seem offended by other people's redemption, like they're horrible, uh, and it's offensive, right? It it is. It something seems. It's too easy. It's too like you're getting away with something or whatever, right?
1: Right, right, yeah.
0: And depending on who we are, we apply. We're offended for our own sakes, or we're offended because of other people. Uh, but it's it is sort of that's the scandal, in a sense, of hmm. the cross. Right? It's scandalous that we should, you know. And the older brother has kind of a a point on the surface. Like, he doesn't deserve a party. No, it's true. He doesn't.
1: Yeah, that, that voice isn't untrue.
0: Right. That's not, no, like, nobody deserves a party, but we get one. Uh, because, you know, the Redeemer wants to throw us a party. Um, I, think I think the, the a...
1: older brother's problem had had very little to do with the younger brother, although he thought it was his problem.
0: It wasn't even about yeah. the
1: party and the younger brother. It was about he's really just wanting to spite the father. And you know what? You never gave me anything, and you're look mm-hmm. what kind of father you are. You know and that's mm-hmm. what uh, that's what Cain and Abel was really about. It was about Cain wanting to spite the Creator because for whatever reason. God saw through his motives,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he mm-hmm. didn't accept his offering, and it wasn't pleasing, because, maybe like the older brother he was trying to use the offering to manipulate the father and control the father and control the outcome and circumstances and Mm -hmm. and um so so i think he's it's really about the older brother less about i don't want him to have a party more about i'm just filled with resentment and spite
0: yeah so you're kind of into this cancellation mode this sort of
1: and it's really about yeah. it's really the 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 spite that people are filled with. It's interesting to be projected on other people. If this is you, I'm angry at you. You're the problem. But if people are really really honest, it's it's the, we're embittered at the creator. Hmm. We're trying to spite God. This is this doesn't work out, and you never <laughs> even gave me a goat. You never even gave me a goat. I've been a good person my whole life, and
0: you never gave me a goat, so to hell with you. Right, right, and then Luke 18. That's the tone of his voice. (laughs) Yeah, Luke 18 is the same sort of, you know, Jesus tells his parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, I give tithes of all I get. But the tax collector standing far off would not even lift up lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Hmm. Uh, and it's that is the uh, it's the older brother. It's this. It's this sense of justice. Like I'm better than this person, and I'm going to go through the motions of thanking God that I'm better. Yep. And it, you know, and it kind of points to where redemption is in our story. The one who admits he needs redemption is the one who goes home justified, and is the one offered to us. As the example we should follow, the one who tries to say I don't need redemption is the one who does go, goes home not justified, and is the one to whom we're not to follow. But mm-hmm. you know, you're looking our cancellation culture or cancel culture, outrage culture. It's you know the things are flipped. Is the Pharisees are canceling the guilty? Mm-hmm. And the problem isn't that they're guilty. The problem is this sense of you're, I mean, you're the Pharisee here. You're going to need redemption. You de- do need redemption. And by not offering it to others, you show yourself to be outside of this redemption story, and it's not going to work. Uh, and, but again, you sort of understand the point of those people deserve bad things, because that is true. Mm-hmm. We, we do deserve bad things. Mm. That God in his grace took the bad things for us does seem sort of scandalous. Um, and I think it's, it's, it does change the story for us that we are not the innocent. We are the redeemed. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking of another movie. You've seen Gran Torino.
1: hmm Oh, yeah. I like it.
0: Uh, you know, Clint Eastwood is kind of a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, he's racist, angry, proud, dismissal. Judgment, you know, Mm -hmm. judgmental. And yet he becomes, he is redeemed in a sense by his act of redemption at the end of the movie. And how different a movie would it be if the same thing happened? You know, he redeems this family at the end. But he was like, you know, angelic Mm -hmm. throughout the whole movie. like it'd be a whole different movie we wouldn't even like it
1: no probably not
0: (laughs) it wouldn't be a very good story because it would be so outside of our story outside of our reality outside of our you know our lives that the scandal is that bad people get redeemed and we want it but it does still kind of intrigue us, draw us in, scandalize us. The redemption is scandalous.
1: Well, and I think there's something else at uh, play in that as well because you've seen other storylines with here's the hero um, and he, he is kind of an upright moral character and he protects the innocent and all this stuff and he, go ahead, he goes ahead and lays down his life for the village or whatever and, and that's attractive because it's very Christ-like but this this storyline uh, is is not it's not the same as Christ's sacrifice, but there's something else that's appealing. it's like Moana um, you start to realize later in the story that Maui uh, was the bad guy mm. that Maui was one of the bad guys who stole the heart of Tafiti and then in the end he put it back. He wasn't just this great perfect guy, but I think there's another aspect of redemption here that we really connect with because we desperately want to know if there's hope for change yeah like can can i be this hardened dismissive racist judgmental person and yet can i change like is it possible Mm -hmm. for me to that i don't have to stay the same that i can get redemption because i actually saw myself for what i was like when when Moana, and I'm bringing that other movie in, when she starts to know, when she finds out the truth that it was Maui that stole the heart, that was the best moment for him. Because now someone else knows. And now you have the opportunity to change. To, to say, step into yeah, redemption. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's another, another angle to, for us to consider. You know, consider a world without redemption. I mean, there would, it would be oppressive. There would be no hope. You'd have to like you step off the path once, and that's it, you know. And then who makes it? Well, no one makes it. We all just have to try to pretend to make it. What a bleak, what a bleak story that is. Because mm-hmm. we all step off the path, um, and we all need redemption. Uh, and and yet there's some sense in which we want to believe by by showing outrage for other people then we're distancing ourselves from them and sort of whistling past the graveyard of our own redemption. We don't really need redemption. I would never say something like that. I would never do something like that. They deserve to be, you know, pilloried for their their many sins. Um, And, you know, the world of redemption scandalizes us, but without it, there'd be no hope. We would have to pretend we'd have to pretend or just uh that's another sort of storyline that you see in movies where people just kind of buy into their own unredeemed selves like they just okay i'm i'm redeemable i'm gonna live that out mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. uh and some people do that right in real life is they come to believe themselves to be worthless unredeemable and they Whoa, live according.
1: Right. Right. they And then you see them spiral down into self-destruction and sabotage and, um, you know, on whatever level they, their own sense of neglect. They never viewed themselves like they were worth helping.
0: hmm Right. Like, I'm not It makes me helping. think of, it's not a movie, but it's Breaking Bad as... This anti-hero story, and probably a lot of anti-hero stories are the same, where, in a sense, he preferred to embrace this new identity of this powerful crime lord, basically. Uh, with, you know, starting out as a milquetoast, passive chemistry teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it gave him something. It gave him a sense of power and identity. And it ruined everything. You know, it, I mean, it, mm-hmm. at the end of that series, it's just, there's no redemption because he chose a path away from it. And that's part of that's one of the conceits of the story is he has 137 off ramps mm-hmm. and he doesn't take any of them. Yeah. And at the end, he sort of admits, I liked this. And you know, so he embraces his own destruction, mm-hmm. yeah um and that's the other side of redemption is you do have to at some point you need to grab hold of it, you know you need to you need to not be the Pharisee and not be the older brother
1: well and it's it's you know sometimes easy for the cynic or the skeptic to look at you know stories like Breaking Bad, but that also happens in real life and say, "Well, you know, where was God?" You see god didn't intervene and god didn't rescue him and god didn't okay but he this is what he wanted right and this is what he this is this is what he chose chose yeah. and uh in many ways god god doesn't intervene and allows us to get what we actually want
0: mm-hmm.
1: and sometimes that ends up for us we Break good. I don't know if that's the opposite phrase yeah. of breaking bad. Yeah. We right. hit rock bottom and say, uh, no, this is okay. I did want it, but now I don't. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'd like to have a different life.
0: Yeah. And that's part of, I think, redemption is, yeah, I did want that. And now didn't work out. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to choose. I'm going to recognize, you know, what is the first step of the 12 step that I'm, I recognize that I'm powerless. Uh, and that's the story of redemption it is not a story of innocence. It's not a pride, proud story. It's a humbled, grace, gracious story. And, you know, there's, uh, it's, what is it? Psalm, Psalm 107.2 is let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Uh, or the, I think it's let the redeemed of the Lord say so is the, mm-hmm. is the song. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know what version that is. And so we KJV. are to tell our stories of what's that? King James? I think KJV? It. Of course. Of course it is. Um the poetic version. But not completely accurate, but yeah. poetic. Um, uh, is that we're we're encouraged to think of ourselves as the redeemed ones, to tell our stories, you know, to say, I know my redeemer lives. Uh that we needed redemption, we are children of redemption, and that changes us. We're now in the position of Edmund. We know we betrayed, we know we screwed up, and we know that it cost and it damaged, and yet redemption was offered to us. And we are the, that's, you know, that's that story angels long to look into And we then therefore need to be agents of redemption. You know, we've been given this ministry of reconciliation because we've been redeemed. Uh, And so stories of redemption are important uh, because we are, we should be leaving a story of redemption and should be offering that story to others.
1: Uh, Well, and, and it says, you know, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. And that means all of our story. Mm -hmm. That means the the ugly parts too, because Mm -hmm. without that there is no redemption. And that's, you know, it reminds me aside so I've said this for my own own Jordan Peterson kick, but um, he, he says the Holy Trinity of the underworld is uh, arrogance, uh, deceit and resentment, And those three things will ruin you unless you get a hold of those pretty quick. And I think one of the ways that we do sabotage our own potential for redemption is we just lie to ourselves. We don't want to tell the truth about our story. I don't want to admit that I like um, causing people pain because it makes me feel good to cause people pain. I don't want to admit that I'm a liar. I don't want to admit those things, that I'm not the best husband, that I'm selfish and that I'd rather sit down and watch sports than listen to my wife. I don't want to say those things, but those things are true. And it reminds me of uh, a song by the Avid Brothers, which is, it just, the chorus says, tell the truth to yourself and the rest will fall in place. hmm and I think if we can, you know, part of our story is if we could just start there, just tell the truth to yourself. Just be relentlessly tell, honest.
0: Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story to themselves. Yeah. Right. We need yeah. to tell our redemption story to our own selves, preach the gospel to ourselves every day. Um, and that's right. Yeah. You know, the truth is we need redemption. Truth is we're broken and need redemption and our children are redemption. And we are to celebrate that. Um, so let's let's leave that there. Let's uh, celebrate redemption, our redemption. Tell the truth to ourselves uh, and celebrate what God has done. And this story of redemption we're in, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Uh, and be children of redemption and have grace to offer to others. And with that, we'll leave it there. Grace and peace. Thanks for listening to Rogue Table Talks. Be sure you're subscribed to our podcast wherever you listen and on our YouTube channel. Just search Rogue Table Talks.